is The Monty Show, the truth in sports talk streaming. When you want unbiased opinions about your favorite team without the spin, all you have to do is find The Monty Show, streaming live and available 24 hours a day, seven days a week on YouTube. And now, here's Monty. Hey, hey, The Monty Show, live on your YouTube machine. How the heck are you? Happy Friday. Please find a veteran, shake their hand, thank them for their service. It is Veterans Day weekend. We appreciate each and every one of you on the Monty Show, presented as always by the Advocates, theadvocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business. The Advocates remind you to be a hero of hope this Thanksgiving. There is their Venmo address, Advocates Donations, Advocates Donations, a dollar, five dollars, a million dollars, whatever's between the couch cushions. Uh, please consider donating to the Advocates as they work with uh a hero of hope to provide Thanksgiving uh, for those who cannot provide it for themselves. Folks, there are a lot of people struggling in this world. If you have, again, even a dollar, $5, $10, hit them on Venmo, advocates donations to help them provide the holidays for those who cannot provide for themselves. All right, I'm Monty, that's Jake. And Jim Harbaugh has been suspended three game days by the NCAA, not really. And that seems to be the conversation today. The Big Ten took action against Jim Harbaugh in Michigan, suspending Harbaugh what amounts to three game days, Penn State, Maryland, and Ohio State. Jim Harbaugh, according to the letter of the suspension from the Big Ten, will not be allowed to coach on game day. In fact, Jim Harbaugh will not be allowed to be at the stadium where Michigan is playing on game day. He can, however, coach and prepare the team during the week. He simply is not allowed to be active or in communication with the Wolverine football program on game day for the next three weeks. Jake, first off, is the suspension enough? Yeah, you know, I I, I think we won't know the answer to that until the NCAA you know, decides what exactly they're going to do. I mean, just on its face, I don't think it's enough. I I, I think that this was a large-scale uh, operation that that Michigan absolutely executed to a T. And, you know, give them credit. I mean, they they got an advantage. They used that advantage, in my opinion, uh, and that won them a bunch of games. However, now you've been caught. And so the question is, just how far will the discipline go? Because this is very much a layered conversation. I'm... I'm hoping that Tony Petiti only did three game days because he has been working with the NCAA and understands the NCAA's position and what the NCAA is likely to do. So if it's just the three game days and we get, you know, not much out of the NCAA, no, it wasn't enough. But I think my suspicion is, is there's probably more to this story as time goes on. Here, let me say what most people are already saying. This is a weak-ass punishment. It's not nearly enough. It is not nearly severely uh, or severe enough based on what uh, the Big Ten found, and we're going to get into their statement in a minute. But let's make something very clear. According to the Big Ten, Michigan's sign-stealing operation impacted the integrity and, and really the outcome of football games this season and beforehand. That's the crooks of the argument that the Big Ten is making in the suspension. So you only suspended him three games. Now, sources close to us 
um, told uh, or sources close to the situation told us today, excuse me, uh, that the Big Ten only acted on three games instead of four because they believe their purview is only over regular season games. The Big Ten, our sources tell us, believes that the Big Ten championship game and all other postseason games are under the purview of the NCAA. We are told that the NCAA has indicated to the Big Ten that they will be leveling further discipline against Michigan football uh, once their investigation is final. And I think one of the things that is, is so very clear here, the Big Ten and the NCAA, as we told you last week, have been talking on a regular basis about the findings of these investigations. The NCAA, according to our sources, told Michigan that they have video evidence of staffers from Michigan football in possession of video that people Connor Stallions gave his tickets to, went to those venues, videotaped those signs, and sent them back to Michigan where they use that video. Staffers at Michigan football use that video to steal signs and impact the outcome of games. That is what the NCAA, at least according to our sources, told the Big Ten during their investigation of Michigan football in this cheating scandal. I think that this is a very light suspension. I think it is almost no penalty at all. In essence, Jim Harbaugh took a three-day rip, a three-game day rip for stealing signs. That's the penalty from the Big Ten. But I don't know, Jake, and I don't know what you think, and I don't know what everybody in the comments section thinks. I am certain that the NCAA is going to hand down a significant penalty here. But that does not fix the current problem. And the current problem is Michigan football, in my opinion, has not been punished for this sign-stealing scandal, their operation. Taking Jim Harbaugh off the sideline on game day will have no impact on this football team. He still has the full ability to prepare this team during the week. And I think everybody to a man who's ever partaken in football would agree with this. The head coach has his least impact on game day. His least impact. The signs are sent in. The players have to play the game. If Jim Harbaugh was playing games, okay, we could have this conversation. Jim Harbaugh is a bystander on game day. And largely that is his role. He does not call plays. He does not send in signals. The only impact this will have is timeout and clock management. And Jim Harbaugh has an excellent staff at Michigan. Jake, I just don't feel like this is much of a penalty for Michigan at all. No, I mean, it's not as though this is some hammer or like, you know, debilitating discipline that's going to, you know, crush your season or like put you even in a bad place for tomorrow. I mean, you know, this is not some crazy discipline. And and I think this is this kind of goes to the conversation we've been having up until this point about the position Tony Petiti's in because Tony Petiti, uh, you know, while he is the guy that's got to levy the punishment, also as your commissioner has to weigh the health of the conference and the revenue of the conference uh, in the big picture versus how much we want to discipline Michigan for what they did. So as an example of that, okay, we maybe don't want to, you know, take Michigan out of the playoff picture, right? We don't want to discipline Michigan 
so much to a point where we would put them in a place where they're probably going to lose to Penn State or would probably lose any of these next three games. Because if we did that, we'd be hurting the conference's potential revenue through bowl games and college football playoff uh, situations and so forth. So I think if you're Tony Petiti, yeah, you're in a difficult position, but that doesn't change the fact that this is a really light penalty. And, and, and I am a little surprised that it was just, hey, Jim, you can't be in the venue on game day. Uh, I mean, that's essentially what this is for the next three weeks. Uh, like you just yeah, said, it's, I mean, a, it's a three game day suspension. Yeah. I mean, you can still coach your players. You can still be fully involved in the process. And, 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 and I think the best point that, that has been made, and this is your point is that Connor stallions, it feels like because of this discipline has just been turned into the fall guy. Hey, you, you let this kid go or he resigned or he's not part of the program, whatever verbiage you want to use. And now we're just going to take Jim off the sideline for three game weeks, and that's that's it. And he's not – it doesn't at least appear, and I could be wrong, and if I've missed it, I'm sure somebody in the comments section will correct me. There's no financial penalty attached to this because he's working during the week. You're not going to find him game checks. He's not suspended without pay. That verbiage was very clear from, from the Big Ten. I, I just don't see that this is much of a penalty at all. I, I don't see that, that – that this is something where, oh my God, I don't know what we what we're gonna do here, or how are we ever going to survive this? Or yeah, I don't see any of that at all. And I think when you look at the statement from the Big Ten, um, you know, you look at the you look at the the bottom paragraph here. I just don't think that this is this is saying much at all. As a penalty imposed on the institution, the University of uh, Football team must compete without its head coach for the uh, games remaining in the 2023 regular season effective immediately. So it's a three-game three game day suspension. The head football coach shall not be present at the game venue on the dates of games to which this disciplinary action applies. Uh, this is not, this is, to me, this is not a, a penalty at all. And the thing that is even more frustrating than this is that, the Big Ten in, in additional statements has said the university's November 8th response does not deny that the impermissible scheme occurred. Instead, it offers only procedural and technical arguments designed to delay accountability. And this is the argument that I had with Michigan Hall of Famer Charles Woodson on Twitter yesterday. You never denied you did this. Michigan, not one time, from no corner of the Michigan Athletic Department or the University of Michigan, their president, their athletic director, their football staff, their lawyers, nobody at Michigan has ever denied that all of this went on. Nobody. And the NCAA, we're told, it took that very seriously. And when you look at the mounting evidence and you look at what the Big Ten did today, I don't think there's any question that disciplining Jim Harbaugh in Michigan is going to largely be left to the NCAA because the NCAA has a far, far bigger axe to grind with Jim Harbaugh. We're talking about the level one and level two COVID period recruiting violations. This FBI investigation that's ongoing, I am told, is at the very top of the list of priorities for the NCAA when it comes to Michigan, fully understanding what Matt Weiss uh, what what these computer crime allegations against Matt Weiss, the former offensive coordinator at Michigan, um, and 
the FBI has been on campus and been investigating that situation for now going on seven weeks. I'm told by our sources that the, the NCAA has that situation at the top of their radar. On top of that, you add the sign-stealing stuff. Um, I, I mean, I think the NCAA is going to come out and hand Jim Harbaugh a 12-month suspension when this season is over and when they are done with their, their COVID period investigation, which I'm told is over, and they will hand down discipline once the season's over. You add that on top of this situation with the sign-stealing stuff. You add that on top of this situation with Matt Weiss and the FBI. This is just the beginning for Jim Harbaugh. That doesn't change the fact that Jim Harbaugh, I don't believe, is facing any repercussions. And I'm not trying to make this out to be that Jim got a free pass because I'm not saying he got a free pass. You're not going to be at three football games, the three biggest and three only games of the year that matter to Michigan because they've played absolutely nobody this season. They have not been tested one time. And and I think we're going to find out tomorrow at Beaver Stadium, uh, Happy Ending Valley with the Fighting Paternos, where Michigan, I would also point out, Michigan's a four-point favorite on a 44-and-a-half number. So they have not been tested. Not one time this season. We'll find out tomorrow. But I think it speaks volumes, volumes, that as we've been telling you on this show for two weeks, Michigan never denied it happened. And that clearly stood out to the Big Ten. Yes, and, it did. And, and I think that, you know, the aggressive nature that that they took with that response uh, you know, to the Big Ten really, really, I think, played a big role in what was a small punishment. I mean, it is it is probably unfair to say Jim got a free pass, but this, in my opinion, is largely uh, a if free there pass. was ever a slap on the wrist. And, and, and the thing come is, on. is I, I wouldn't be calling it a free pass if 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 you had put Michigan in a you know a more difficult situation and go out and win these ball games. But you've essentially just said, hey. You know, Jim, you're not going to be able to be in the venue on game day, uh, you know, for the next three weeks. But go ahead and coach your team. Prepare them like you always do. You know, keep keep the team on the same track. Because that's that's what, what I really noticed about this is, like, Tony is playing the PR game in a sense, too. Where, like, and I'm not trying to vilify Tony, but I think it, it, it's really important to understand this. Like, Tony Petiti doesn't want Michigan out of playoff contention. That's not no. the goal here. If you're the commissioner of the Big Ten, you want as many opportunities to get those college football playoff shares as as you can get. And Michigan, obviously, is probably your best opportunity to get into the college football playoff. Obviously, Ohio State's in that conversation. So for Tony, he's sitting here saying, okay, how can we punish these guys without kneecapping them for, for the most important games of their season. And that's what this is, you know, Hey, let's take them out of the venue, but let's allow him to prepare his team and let's move on about our life. Yeah. I also think <clears throat> as the, the graphic on the screen talks about Michigan's response to this, I think it is really telling that when you read this from the big 10, there must be nothing wrong with the university's activities. The university also argues that because it believes that others are engaged in decoding signs, there must be nothing wrong with the university's activity in addition to impermissible activities of others being currently unsupported by facts. Unsupported by facts, the university's culpability is not dependent on the actions of other institutions. Those assertions are fully addressed in section three and five below. 
Well, that wasn't good enough for Michigan because Michigan again came out today and aggressively criticized Tony Petiti. Like all members of the Big Ten Conference, we are entitled to fair, deliberate, and thoughtful process to determine a full set of facts before a judgment is rendered. And, and, and again, here's my point. What about this was not a fair and due process? Yeah, that's been my biggest question. You talked about that that Twitter interaction you had with Charles Woodson, you know, Desmond Howard today on ESPN, all the Michigan guys talking about how we deserve due process and you're circumventing due process. I got news for you. The Big Ten process is independent of the NCAA process. So you were served due process as far as the Big Ten is concerned. And I don't understand why that's so difficult to wrap our hands around. I mean, it's very clear. The Big Ten was going to do something about this. Now, they didn't do a ton about it, in my opinion, but they did do something about it. So Michigan fans and representatives and alumni, the Michigan squad, is out here complaining that they didn't get due process. And I'm just sitting here like, you're right. The NCAA due process is still due processing. The Big Ten process is finished. Yeah. And that's what this is. Yeah, and I think when you read this, when you read this statement, like I, the thing that I'm curious about is where what what do you want if you're Michigan with this statement? What did you expect fair process to mean? Oh, that's right, that there would be no discipline at all until the season was over, so you could unaffectedly compete for a national championship. Thanks. That's what Michigan and the Michigan mouthpieces want. They want no penalty. They want to be above the rule book, and that simply isn't an option. And I think the Big Ten made it clear that the response on, what was it, I guess Wednesday, was over the top. And then you look at this one. This is from Michigan. Today's action by Commissioner Petiti disregards the conference's own handbook, violates basic tenets of due process, and sets an untenable precedent uh, for assessing penalties before an investigation has been completed. How has an investigation not been completed? You never denied it. If you'd have said, well, we never did that. You don't have evidence we did that. Oh, that's right. You can't say that because there is financial evidence from a public Venmo account, from you know purchase history of tickets in Connor Stallion's name, uh, from videotape evidence from every other member of the Big Ten uh, focused on the seats that Stallions bought, where people are in those seats shooting the sidelines. Uh, testimony from one of the people who was hired to go to the game, talking about how he was given a ticket, he was given m money, uh, he went to the game for a half because it was raining, videotaped the sideline. That video was then sent to a cloud folder. And the NCAA, according to our sources, told Michigan they have access uh, to that Michigan coaching staff has access to that folder. What, what evidence, what due process was lacking here? That's what I need to understand. If you're going to make a statement like this, you better have evidence that due process was not filed and, and or followed. And they do not. We are dismayed at the commissioner's rush to judgment when there's an ongoing NCAA investigation, one in which we are fully cooperating. Well, the issue here is, uh, the Big Ten doesn't have to wait. There is nowhere in the Big Ten rulebook. And 
and this is that thing that we we do in this world now where when we know we're in the wrong, we come out and we talk like a tough guy and then we run for the hills and don't do interviews and we don't have conversations and we don't talk about it. So what due process, where in the where in the Big Ten rulebook does it say that Tony Petiti or the commissioner of the Big Ten has to wait for the NCAA? Because it doesn't say that anywhere. And Michigan people, supporters, would be outraged if Tony Petiti, um, you know, didn't discipline another school that had done wrong by Michigan, if the roles were reversed. And that's what is so incredible to me. And if you look at the bottom paragraph here, 10.2.2, this is from the Big Ten rulebook. In the event the commissioner determines that an offense offensive action has occurred, the commissioner shall have the authority to impose any disciplinary action in response to the offensive action, subject to provisions of the agreement 10.331 and below. So what is it that you that, that, that in that paragraph that you agreed to follow as a member of the Big Ten do you disagree with? Because the other thing that nobody is talking about, to levy this suspension, what did Tony Petiti have to do? He had to go to the Big Ten President's Council and say, I want to suspend Jim Harbaugh more than two games. I want to suspend him three game days. Because by the letter of the rule of the handbook, Tony Petiti, on his own volition, can suspend Jim Harbaugh two games and $10,000. So he went and he got the support of the presidents of the Big Ten. So Michigan can bloviate and Michigan can puff their chest out about how they're going to seek a, a court order. By taking this action at this hour, the commissioner is personally inserting himself onto the sidelines and altering the level playing field that he is claiming to preserve. Well, isn't that rich? Seriously. And doing so on Veterans Day, a court holiday, to try and thwart the university from seeking immediate judicial relief is hardly a profile in impartiality. To ensure fairness in the process, we intend to seek a court order together with Coach Harbaugh preventing this disciplinary action. Well, to which I say, knock yourself out, friends. But why? And, and I know this has been talked about all over the place. CNBC, or no, excuse me, MSNBC did a great piece on this this morning. Why would a judge intervene on behalf of Michigan and Jim Harbaugh? Because the thing that Michigan and Jim Harbaugh don't want to talk about, when you have a hearing for an injunction or a temporary restraining order, and my guess is they'd be asking for an injunction. Do you think that the Big Ten doesn't get to pre present evidence at that hearing? No, you don't. And so there is a common belief that they're not going to go to court for this. Because if they go to court and they file for a, a what most people, I think an injunction is probably what we're looking at, a, a, a motion to have a judge rule that this discipline cannot be implemented until a full hearing is held. Well, as part of that ruling, a judge will hear evidence from both sides in this hearing. And if the Big Ten goes to court, they are going to present video evidence. They are going to present financial documents. 
They are going to present all of this evidence. And I would also remind you, they are going to have a statement, an affidavit entered into the record from the NCAA. And I would also imagine the other thing that Michigan doesn't want to take part in, because if this goes to a full-blown hearing, there will be discovery. And if there is discovery, there is not a chance in the world that Michigan can, can prevail. And so that's why I say, why are we taking the bold, loud barking strategy? Why are we trying to make as much noise as possible at Michigan? Did you not just get handed a gift? Did you not just get the rest of your season's success on a silver platter? That's what I don't understand here at the end of this. is like, wow, man, like they're allowing you to still be part of the process. Prepare the team. Do what you always do. And yet that's still not good enough because you want to play the victim card. What what's gonna it's happen? Remarkable. What's gonna happen when the NCAA truly drops the hammer on you and and Jim? Because I don't buy for a second that the NCAA is only gonna discipline Jim. The school will take some suffering as part of that. And and I, I just I, I don't know why Michigan chooses to be so bullish on this. Why not just say, yeah, okay, cool. He, he can't be in the building for three games. Great. Uh, we, we did all that. We won all those games. I think, what what was that graphic on ESPN the other day? He's 21 and one since Connor Stallions came into the program. Correct. Cool. We we won 99% of our games and it, and it cost us three game days in the regular season. Awesome. I'll take that and, all day. And I think one of the other parts of this, before we get to your comments, one of the other parts of this that is so significant is this Blake Corum angle. Because now that Blake Corum angle is starting to pick up steam. More people are talking about the fact that Blake Corum came out the other day, the, the fine running back at Michigan, who is on an LLC filing in Wyoming with Connor Stallions as one of three partners. And Michigan fan was just so over the top that Blake Corum... He, he said he didn't do it. He didn't sign it. Okay, well, then why hasn't his lawyer filed charges against, against Connor Stallions? Why hasn't Blake Corum's attorney made a public statement? Oh, because maybe, maybe there was no forgery. And what does that mean? Well, what that means is that Blake Corum's probably ineligible for every game he played after he signed that, because you are not allowed to be in business. You are not allowed to be in business with coaches and players. A coach and a player, uh, and I want to make this clear, a coach and a current player cannot open a business together at the NCAA level. It is against the rules. So Balaki would actually be ineligible. So again, I'm just asking, why did Blake Corum talk to the media about this? Why? Uh, I, because all it did is bring a flamethrower. 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 Hello? A blowtorch. Because I was talking to a guy last night about this who said it's it's very cut and dry. From a, a rule book standpoint, it's either a forgery case, which is a federal felony, opening a an LLC while forging somebody's name. And I will tell you, as somebody who has been through that process, Every every LLC has an affidavit attached to it where you check the box that says all this information is true and correct. And that box is checked and Connor Stallion signed that document. And if, in fact, Blake Corum knows nothing about this, 
he's going, he's going to Leavenworth. That's a federal crime. And you're not going to, it's forgery. I believe it's wire fraud and it's financial uh, crimes as well. Because any money that he made or any money that he outlaid, took in, put out, that's, that's a, that's a felony. Yeah. So what is it? Are you ineligible or is Connor Stallions going to federal prison? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I don't know why you would comment on it. I don't really know why. I, I don't know why you thought it would be cool to do the to do the what I call the liar dance, where you notice anytime someone's lying to the media, they they do the little sway. They kind of go back and forth, and you can kind of tell they're real hesitant. They're being real careful. They're they've been coached to say that. Yeah, man, I really appreciate whoever found that. My attorney's going to take care of it, and. I knew nothing about this and I'm not in business with, with Connor. And I love that he references him by his first name. And I'm not in business with Connor. You're on a first name basis though, right? You guys know each other well. So it's just a bad look. And, and I don't know, that's one of the angles where I'm like, Hey, how far does that get vetted out? Something's got to happen with that. Well, <laughs> you, you talked about it in front of the media anyway. I could go the stupidity, the public chest puffing from Michigan has really hurt them. It's really, and I, I just feel like, and this might be taking a stretch too far, but I doubt it. I feel like they're not thinking right. And they really need to get to buckedup.com and get some buckshot because that seems like it would really help Blake Corum a lot. Thanks. If he had 200 milligrams of naturally sourced caffeine with a bunch of brain food, my guess is he'd have said no comment. But because he wasn't bucked up, he may have gotten himself in a whole world of hurt. Bucked up. The official energy provider of the Monty Show. Here it is right here, you guys, in the description below. I had somebody DM me. Uh, Kevin DM me on Twitter last night. And he's like, man, I always think people are, are full of shit when they're talking about their partner products and they never work. They just want you to try them. You gave it to me free and it was amazing. I mean, we don't lie. Dude, I, that's why Bucked Up gives you six free buck shots because they know once you once you try it once, twice, two times, three times, it's going to change the way you do you do things every day. Because once you figure out just how effective Buckshot is at clearing your mind, getting rid of your headache, giving you that boost when you come back from lunch, or maybe it's ten in the morning and you're. You're at the, you've gone to the gym and you had some carbs for breakfast and you're crashing. Pop a buckshot and trust me when I say you're going to get a lift out of it. Bro, I can't get mine open. This thing is, this thing is uh -huh. rock solid. Do you bro. even lift? No, I don't. Um, and if you're headed out like me, it's probably the last golf weekend uh, available to us uh, because it's going to be winter. Well, it is winter. Winter is coming. Take a buckshot out on the golf course with you. When you get to the ninth, you get to the turn, pop the buckshot, and I promise you, you're going to have more mental clarity. You're going to have better vision. You're going to be able to think through your round much better when you pop a buckshot. Buckedup.com. Use the promo code Monty to get 20% off. Bro. I can't do it, dude. It won't open for me. Thanks, dude. You're welcome. I lift. Uh, buckedup.com. Use the promo code Monty to get 20% off at checkout. Uh, but in the description below, click the link. You guys get your six free buck shots. It is well worth it. I think you are going to see you will love it. Buckedup.com, the official energy provider of the Monty show. Uh, Glenn, San Diego State, Aztec, Whoa. my guy. 
Glenn, where you been? Sway some more, Jake. You'll get that puck shot dude, open. I, I just couldn't get it open, dude. Well, again, I'm at the gym pretty much five days a week at five in the morning. I don't know what where you, you are. You're at home in bed with your hot girl, you know. Uh, let's see. Uh, first one in, Harry Austin for $10. What hammer dropped? Outside of impacting the integrity of the game for this week, the punishment is a joke. Suspend him midweek or next week, but Friday afternoon is a signal of weakness by the Big Ten. Not in any way, shape, or form is it a signal of weakness. Now, I agree with you. The suspension is toothless. It means nothing. Doing it today was a product of a couple of things. Uh, sources told us that the Big Ten wanted to go back and touch base with the NCAA and talk through the process and talk through the evidence and make sure that they were in lockstep with the NCAA before they handed down a punishment. I think it's important because very clearly, and I'm not mansplaining, but very clearly the Big Ten and the NCAA are partners. And you want to make sure that you are you are acting on good information, that you are in lockstep with your partners. So I think you needed a day to do that. I would also remind you, when did Michigan respond? Michigan responded late Wednesday night. So you chewed up the entire day on Wednesday. They took, the Big Ten took Thursday to review, due diligence, respond. I think there were, or at least I was told this morning, there were conversations between Michigan and the Big Ten. Um, they were discussing. And I think there was some delay in there. I think the Big Ten was trying to um, conference with with Michigan and discuss certain angles. And I think that that's why it came out so late. I don't agree in any way, shape, or form that they were like, oh, it's Veterans Day. We're going to release it on Friday. Well, you would have re released it after close of business yesterday then. I think they were trying to make sure that they covered all of their bases because they knew Michigan was going to come out and sling mud at them. But still, what has Michigan not done? Denied culpability, denied responsibility, uh, denied it happened. They haven't done that. Harry Austin gives us five more dollars. Must be good weather in San Antonio. I'm not against the suspension of Harbaugh, but it should have happened sooner and it should be greater than this joke of a hammer. I don't think anybody disagrees with that. I think the sooner part was very difficult. I don't think that there was... It's not like they wrote this and then just sat on it for, you know, 36 hours. And by the way, let's say that they did. That you had it coming, right? I mean, if you want to be treated nicely, then maybe treat the Big Ten nicely. How about that? I think that is very true. I think there is no question that their harsh and over-the-top excuse-filled response to the Big Ten, the Michigan's harsh, over-the-top excuse-filled response absolutely hurt them here. And... Again, I think there is no doubt in my mind that if Michigan had responded with, we take full responsibility for the actions of our staff. However, we believe that this is an NCAA issue and we believe that any investigation and sanctions should come from the NCAA. I think there's a chance Tony Petiti may have just done a financial penalty. I think there's a chance he may have fined Michigan and find Jim Harbaugh $250,000. That's a number I heard repeatedly earlier in the week. And then once they insulted Tony Petiti, they called his integrity into question, they called his ethics into question, they called his authority into question, it was over. And I think Michigan's bloviating over-the-top confidence and arrogance really hurt them here. 
I think it's very hard to deny that. Logan for $10. A good compromise is when both parties are dissatisfied. And I think that that's what we have here. Larry, David, neither pro or anti-Michigan side got what they wanted. Well, maybe you could be right. Uh, TH, this punishment was just window dressing. The letters showing their guilt and what the NCAA actually has. The NCAA has more evidence that it cannot share with to the big. Oh, no, I, I think it's not sharing it publicly. The Big Ten knows every single inch of evidence here. The Big Ten is well aware. I think, I think the Big Ten is being very pragmatic. They are baiting Michigan, and Michigan is taking the bait because they continue to release these statements. We're a tough guy. You're a POS. You're nothing. You're nobody. This isn't going to stick. These charges are trumped up. And all this stuff. It's a witch hunt. All this stuff that Michigan fans have been running out. It's a conspiracy. I think the Big Ten's like, yeah, boys, come on. Write me another letter, please. I'm just going to put it in this file over here. Oh, you want to go to court? Yeah, please. Go ahead. Go to court. File. You and Jim. Oh, you're going to represent Jim too. Okay, great. Go ahead. File for that uh, injunction. Can't wait for that hearing. <laughs> I, I truly believe. You have no leg to stand on, bro. That and and this is the part that so many Michigan fans don't want to acknowledge. How many Michigan fans were in here last week calling me an asshole and saying I didn't know what I was talking about because I said, "When is Michigan going to deny this?" I asked last week. I asked all of this week. When is Michigan going to say we did not do this? Our defense is we did not do this. Never. Never. They never once did. And why is that? And it's exactly what I said, and I don't mind patting myself on the back. It's exactly what I said. When you cannot defend your actions because your actions are indefensible, you go on the offensive. Absolutely. You start insulting people and attacking people and attacking their credentials and attacking their credibility and attacking their position. Which is pretty incredible in this case because of who you're attacking. I mean, I understand the strategy if you're attacking someone who is below you, doesn't have level footing, like, you know, doesn't have the power to leverage you, like that type of situation. Cool. Yeah. Go out and play bully ball. Totally get it. But you're barking up the wrong tree here, man. You're 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 trying to put down a commissioner who's newly seated in the conference. Did you really think he was gonna fold? I think I think Michigan is very lucky that Kevin Warren is not here. Because if Kevin Warren was still in position, I think Jim Harbaugh would be suspended indefinitely. I I have heard so many people say Tony Petiti is trying to navigate the, the waters of his first real controversy. And he was still riding high off of the expansion win and TV money and just all of his partners in line. And then this Michigan thing happened. And then Tony Petiti met with the coaches. And what did Michigan say after the coaches call? They're just emotional. They're pissed we're winning. Okay. Then Tony Petiti met with the athletic directors. And what did the athletic directors say? Oh, they're just emotional. They're upset we're kicking their ass. Okay. And then he met with the presidents, including President uh, Santa Ono, who was on the entire president's call. And it was much more cordial. But what was the overwhelming, you know, message? to Tony Petiti from all of his presidents. 
We support you 100% in whatever decision you make and what discipline you want to hand down. And what happened Monday? What started this past Monday? Michigan going on the offensive. Because what happened Saturday? Santa Ono and Tony Petiti met in person, and then there was a president's call, and everybody supported Tony Petiti. And so Santono went on the defensive, but what what did or went on the offensive? What didn't Santono do on Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday and so far on Friday? He has not extended Jim Harbaugh's contract because he's seen the evidence. The Big Ten has shared the evidence with Michigan from the beginning. Santono knows he's a very smart individual. Michigan knows they're very smart individuals. They are playing the public perception game because this isn't about sign stealing anymore. This is about a university, whether it's Blake Corum and his LLC, allegedly, whether it is, you know, Connor Stallions, just, hey, he's an analyst. We had no idea. Sign stealer guy. Even though he had to be talking to the coordinators at a minimum, we had no idea. It's Jim Harbaugh, hamburger guy, Zoom workout guy, not going to cooperate with the Committee on Infractions guy. What? This is a program that is unchecked, that is running wild. That is now getting checked. And they don't like it. I think that's what you are dealing with. That's why Michigan wants the Big Ten to hold off because they know once this football season's over, and I think once we get into the new year, there's going to be a lot more bad news for Jim Harbaugh in Michigan. And my guess is when this football season comes to an end, Jim Harbaugh's time at Michigan's coming to an end because they have not, even after all the chest pounding. No, we're extending them, and it's going to have all this verbiage in it and nothing here, nothing to see. You guys are just haters. This is Ryan Day and his family trying to get us. Like, dude, how many, how many different ways you want to spin what you did? Because Tony's not playing games, and I don't think the NCAA is playing games either. It's pretty remarkable. We're talking about the suspension of Jim Harbaugh, three game days away from the Michigan football team. Uh, obviously, you are well aware that Michigan takes on Penn State tomorrow. Big noon kickoff at uh, Beaver Stadium, Happy Ending Valley uh, against the Fighting Paternos in a, it, what is easily the, the most difficult opponent that Michigan has faced so far this season. They are a four-point favorite in that game. It is Penn State's last stand for any crack at the college football playoff. You'll remember that Penn State is 10th in the current college football playoff ranking. So this is a must win for Penn State. One of the things we haven't heard yet is what are the ramifications of not having Jim Harbaugh on the sidelines to the college football playoff? I think that is one uh, that must be measured. Uh, let's see, TH, the Big Ten had to tell Michigan to suspend Stallions. It spells that out clearly in the letter to Ward Manual from the Big Ten. The public statement means nil. I mean, I don't know. I don't know that I would say that they had to tell. I think Michigan, I think Michigan offered up a, they offered up a, what I don't know what you would even call it. They gave the Big Ten an offering and said, here, take my bloody dead lamb. Spare me. Here's my bloody dead lamb. Right? 
And he Connor, tried. Connor Stallions nobly fell on the sword. Right? He, I mean, he even put out a statement saying Jim never knew. Coaches never knew. That's my Ronin right there, man. And he fell on the sword. Fine Steeler guy. But did you really think that was going to stop discipline? Yeah. And by the way, I haven't heard word one out of Central Michigan. Notice that. Radio yeah. silence as far as Jim McElwain is concerned. Yeah, because the NCAA is now investigating them. So, so don't tell me that the NCAA doesn't have an absolute boatload of evidence to come down on Michigan for this. Look at that. Yeah, who's Buddy there on the right with the glasses? Yeah, dude. What's up? What's up, sign stealer guy? Man, really paying attention there. I mean, it, it's pretty... The, the reach and the scope... The reach and the scope of this investigation... And this scandal is uh, we we're we're this is just the beginning. Yeah, just scratching the surface, man. That's all this is because I think it's awfully difficult when you have Connor Stallion standing this close to Jim Harbaugh, this close to the coordinators, being this intense around the players and the coaching staff. I, I just don't see how you can have Connor Stallion standing directly next to coordinators. And you can honestly, with integrity and ethics, make the statement that your coaching staff didn't know what he had done. Man. Oh, by the way, did I mention it doesn't matter if they knew? Because now we're done with the Big Ten. Now we're at the NCAA level. Yeah. This Which, is what it is. Yeah, it's cutthroat. And I'll be curious to see if the NCAA takes a protracted amount of time to investigate this. I I am curious. I am really, really curious yeah, and, uh, as and to what think, will happen here. Dude, I also think Michigan's these next three games for Michigan are more consequential than than just, oh, well, hey, did we win or lose or what our path is to the playoff? I mean, if you're the NCAA, you're paying attention. Like, let's say tomorrow, not that I think they will, but let's say you lose tomorrow and you get knocked out of the college football playoff top four. Ooh. Now the NCAA has more incentive to pick up the pace because now it's like, okay, well, if you're not going to go to the playoff, what are we really waiting for? I mean, you're not playing for anything at that point. I mean, obviously the bowl game, but you're not, it's not like you're playing for a national championship. And, and that's what I think by NCAA standards is super important. Yes. If Michigan goes out and wins a national championship, they need to let that happen because that's then part of the story. Yep. Totally agree. Taiwan X for $2. Michigan fans want to join the SEC. Good riddance. There's a lot. Of, have you guys noticed the vitriol towards Michigan today has really ticked up after this announcement? Well, I just think there was no reason for Michigan to be an asshole about it. Because that's what you were being. Like, for exactly. Like, you just thought it would exactly. be a good idea to take out your 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 pen and write a, 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 a mean-spirited, uh, bully-laden statement in on top of that response. And, and, uh, and again... I, I, I try to be as level as I can be, right? Try to be as objective as possible. But I don't understand why you tried to bully a guy who's new in his position. I don't get it. Because, because like, you would have never, in my opinion, they'd have never done this, to your point, to Kevin Warren. You'd never done this strategy to Kevin Warren because Kevin Warren was a veteran. Like, Oh, they view Tony Petiti like, as being weak. Right. Like, no so, doubt. So Michigan's saying, no oh, well, this is a new guy in the block, first scandal. We can push this guy around. We're Michigan. But if you're Tony, Tony, you're sitting here saying, dude, I'm the new guy on the block. I am not about to be intimidated or 
or pushed around. And and again, I, I think Tony deserves credit for this. I can't emphasize this enough. Tony can't be out here kneecapping Michigan from a financial perspective. Well, and what he can't be doing is like, oh man, Connor Stallions was suspended. All right, here's a punishment. I think he's handled this wonderfully. And you know what else he did? It, it, having read now most of the Big Ten punishment, hand, handbook rules on punishment and discipline in the sportsmanship uh, clause, he followed it to the letter. He did not deviate at all. And in fact, he went above and beyond. He, as I said, not to be redundant, interfaced with the NCAA, talked to his coaches, athletic directors, and his presidents. And then wrote the letter, gave it to Michigan, waited patiently for them. Tony Petiti has not said two words the entire time. And Michigan just kept going after him publicly, very publicly, copying chapter and verse off of Michigan blogs and releasing statements from Jim Harbaugh's How lawyer. How embarrassing. Like, constantly going after Tony Petiti. You're not following process. You're trying to hurt us. You don't like Michigan. You're an Ohio State fan. You're an idiot. Like just constantly going after Tony Petiti. And he's just dropping it into his file, dropping it into his file, putting marks on the wall, dropping it into the file, right? Every time they say due process, Is due this process. The just, hey man, keeping dates, keeping scores, keeping receipts. And that's the luxury you have as commissioner. Because you're not the one who's in the wrong. But, and I feel like I say this every day. So again, I'm sorry to be redundant. Just shut up. Michigan, shut up. Blake Corum. Blake Corum should never have met with the media. Because what did it do? It just stirred up more of the kindling. And I do think you're, if you're like, the what NCAA, are you doing? dude, if you're the NCAA, this Blake Corum angle, is possibly the one that puts this case over the top for like bigger. Jake, like, Jake, stop. Just stop it. Blake Corum's lawyers all over it. What does he have to well, worry look, about? Well, look, I know that Blake Corum is a Camaro guy, not a Mustang guy. So we have less to worry about. You know, I get it. I understand. But it's incredible to me that Blake Corum is out here talking to the media and is just so casual with it. Like the more we talk about this and the more I look at Instagram posts like this, Look at the arrogance in this picture. Because remember, at this time, nobody knew anything about this, right? Blake's just out here flexing. I should be, a, I'm, I'm a walking LLC, bro, right? Make me a business. And you know what I was told about this picture? It is not insignificant that it is in front of uh, Michigan Stadium. That is the big house. That he's got his Camaro and the name of the, the LLC in front of Michigan Stadium. That's not in, so you are on NCAA grounds, my friend. And I think his biggest mistake was talking about this. I truly think that the biggest mistake he made was bringing this up. And I don't know, I, I, I seriously doubt his attorney ever makes a comment about this. Because I think he's, I think he signed it. And I don't know if he was pressured or felt pressured or thought he needed to say something. Whoever advised Blake Corum, because you can't tell me he made that statement on his own. Do you guys remember Blake Corum coming out the other day and, and making this unbelievable statement? A contract sort of surfaced on social media tonight mm -hmm. that's linking you with Connor is what? what? Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. My first time hearing it was when I went out to practice. And uh, first of all, I have no businesses with him. I don't have any business with Connor, anything like that. Uh, but I'm glad whoever found it, whoever uh, 
was searching the web, was able to find that. I appreciate you. Uh, my attorneys are on it. You know, so quick question, just real quick, Blake. You're telling me the first time you caught wind of this was at practice? A couple hours ago. So, so you're telling me that one of your teammates notified you about this? Dude. Don't it, lie to me. It's a prepared statement. It's it, I have no businesses or anything like that with Connor. It wasn't with the Stein Steeler guy. At least Jim McElwain, who, who we're told knows Connor Stallions very well. And still called him sign stealer guy. Sign stealer guy. Right? At least Blake could have said, I, I don't have any business with Connor Stallions. I I we're not in business together. He vacuums are my thing. Yeah, vacuums aren't my thing. I'm not in business with him. But he said with Connor, I don't have any businesses with Connor or anything like that. Thank you for whoever found that on the internet. Come on, man. You're telling me you never knew. So and again, on Veterans Day, Connor Stallions is a graduate of the Naval Academy, and he was a captain in the United States Marine Corps. So he's just a guy who's out here lying about Michigan, who's out here lying about Blake Corum, even though in 2015, Michigan played 2015, <laughs> eight years ago, Michigan players were tweeting with him. Come on, you guys. And it very much to me, and again, this is just my opinion, right? My opinion. It seems like a situation, now that we've seen this thing kind of come full circle as far as the Big Ten's concerned, it seems like a situation where Connor Stallions, by everybody's account, is a really smart guy. Like, everybody has said that about him. It seems like to me Connor Stallions understood his exposure here. Understood. Hey, yeah, I could get in trouble with this from an NCAA perspective. And hey, maybe that'll cost me my job at Michigan, but I'm not going to go to jail for this. I mean, I'm, uh, you know, we're not, we're, it, this is, you know, I'm not going to have life altering effects from this. And so he was just doing this. He was like, yeah, we're going to, I've got a full plan and system. No one's going to know it's me. I'm going to be in costume on the sideline. Uh, and, and, and Hey Blake, by the way, we're doing this thing out at, at, out at my house. It's a side hustle can make you some money. Like we're, we're good, dude. It's all good. And everyone just trusted this guy because his name wasn't Jim Harbaugh or, or anybody real quick on Arizona athletics. Did you guys hear the story yesterday? Arizona athletics has a $240 million accounting error, you know, Arizona. Um, the University of Arizona thought that it had 156 days of cash and 97 days of actual cash is what they had. It is highly irregular for a university to use their cash on hand. They're like money in the bank to support athletics. Usually it's ticket sales, concessions, like tournament money, bowl money. Bobby Robbins apparently today acknowledged that the athletic department is running in a deficit and it's a grave financial situation at Arizona Athletics and that they will be cutting sports. I said Air, the University of Arizona, you know, going to the Big 12 is in financial trouble because they had an accounting error that has left them with a $240 million stopgap. And Bobby Robbins is saying that this is largely in part because they're not making money on athletics because nobody goes to their games and they essentially they don't win at football and haven't. And so they're not getting support from their fans. Nobody's going to those games. 
dude, Arizona, this is a wild time. It is. Arizona athletics is in a lot of trouble. Okay. Our number one is down. Coming up for the next 20 minutes, we're going to read and react to your comments. We have over 3,000 comments on the show today. Uh, if you are watching the show right now, please hit the thumbs up button. Give us a like. I want to remind you, uh, we're going to extend our window here by 30 minutes on the TridayTrading.com contest. If you're new to the show, TridayTrading.com is offering a 30-day trial membership for $10. Anybody who signs up now, it is... What is it? Four o'clock uh, Mountain, three o'clock Pacific, six o'clock Eastern. Let's say anybody who signs up before seven o'clock Eastern, five o'clock Mountain, four o'clock Pacific, you'll be entered in an opportunity to win two tickets to any game you want to go to in the regular season. Your basketball team, your NBA, your hockey, your baseball, which is over now, so too bad for you. Uh, football, NFL, college football. Rugby, your mom's knitting circle competition, your favorite pickleball. Professional team, sign stealing. You know, guy, uh, any game you want to go to, we'll give you a pair of tickets. All you have to do is go to tridaytrading.com slash Monty, sign up for their $10 30-day trial membership. Now, that $10 is a charitable donation, um, so it goes straight to charity, and you get 30 days of the best uh, day trading training. You get their proprietary software their high-level coaching, um, all of their their indicators. I mean, their average full-time day traders make $1,000 a day. That's $240,000 a year on average. Uh, their people who do it as a side hustle make three to $500 a day. That's over six figures on average. And it's a no-brainer, you guys. Once you do it, Mrs. Monty and I are in the program. It's exhilarating. It's exciting. I am thrilled to be part of it. I'm telling you, hook it up right now. Triday Trading, take a screenshot that you signed up for it. Hit us on Twitter, The Monty Show, M-O-N-T-Y, The Monty Show. Jake is SLC Jake. Take a screenshot, put it on Twitter or Instagram, and you're entered to win. An hour from right now, we're going to give away a pair of tickets to any game you want to go to. What game would you go to? Right, I think I would probably take a Laker game. Probably. I'd probably, probably. NBA. Yeah. Probably uh, Lakers, Suns, or, or Jazz. Those are the three I would probably go to. But hey, go get it right now. Uh, TridayTrading.com slash Monty. Uh, if you are just tuning in, Jim Harbaugh has been suspended three game days by the Big Ten. He can coach during the week, but he cannot travel to or be in a venue where Michigan is playing football. And that is an important distinction because like tomorrow there at Penn State, he cannot be in Beaver Stadium. Uh, he cannot be in contact with the team that day, uh, but he can be in his office at, at Michigan. Let's defense. say when they're home for Maryland, he cannot be in his offices. He cannot be at the game. He is suspended for game day. He can coach them the entire week. He cannot be there for game day. Significant to note, that's how he started the season. He gave himself a self-imposed three-game suspension uh, because of the level one and level two COVID uh, period recruiting scandal that hit Michigan. He admitted to that by taking the three-game suspension. The NCAA Committee on Infractions essentially laughed at him for that um, and said that there will be further discipline after the season. Uh, so Michigan, this is just the beginning for them. Tony Petiti at the Big Ten said they factored in Michigan's reply to the charges in the suspension of Jim Harbaugh. Uh, and one of the things that they factored in uh, was the fact that the University of Michigan never denied 
any of the allegations being leveled against them for uh, Connor Stallions in this sign stealing operation. Notably, the Big Ten said the university's November 8th response does not deny that the impermissible scheme occurred. Instead, it offers only procedural and technical arguments designed to delay accountability. That amongst the words that Tony Petiti sent to Michigan today, telling them that he had suspended Jim Harbaugh three game days. Let's get your comments. Uh, Ryan Willie said, Michigan has always thought they were holier than thou. Yes, in fact, I believe that is true. Uh, I would agree with that 100%. Gary uh, Wolf for $5, this quote-unquote punishment will set a bad precedent. What's to stop other teams from doing what Michigan did or possibly worse? Well, we'll find that out when the NCAA rules uh, because this is an NCAA violation, and I think this is something that a lot of people don't understand the distinction. The Big Ten is not punishing Michigan directly because they stole signs. What the Big Ten is doing is enforcing their sportsmanship policy. And I think it's really important that people understand that um, because if you look at at what what this is right here, uh, this is the Big Ten sportsmanship policy. An institution is responsible uh, for and therefore may be held accountable for the actions of its employees, coaches, student athletes, band, spirit squad, mascot, your mom. Um, that's what the, the Big Ten is using to discipline Michigan. They're telling Michigan, essentially, you guys were unsporting, you were unethical, and Jim Harbaugh is going to take a three-game-day rip suspension because of that. Note it doesn't just say the head coach has to. It talks about his staff. And there is no distinction. And this is something else that Michigan has never gotten a grasp on. Jim didn't know. Jim had no idea. His staff didn't know. It doesn't matter. Nowhere does it say if the staff or Jim Harbaugh didn't know, you're scot-free. It doesn't say that. So Michigan is being suspended by the Big Ten, or Jim Harbaugh is being suspended by the Big Ten because of a violation of the sportsmanship policy in the Big Ten handbook. At the NCAA level, Advanced scouting in person and using electronics to steal signs is a, I believe, a level one NCAA violation. That's coming after the season because the Big Ten and the NCAA met and discussed and essentially liaised on what the right course of action for the Big Ten here was. So again, this is just the beginning. This is very much just the beginning. Uh, Robert, vote for $5. What about the DC and the OC? They were the ones directly involved. It's like poking a zit with a needle uh, and not squeezing it. Nice analogy, Slick. Okay, okay. I mean, you know. I don't disagree, and I I think the question will be, okay, because I think most of people who observe college sports, I'm certainly one of them. I believe that Jim Harbaugh, the day the football season ends, he's done at Michigan. Correct. Which likely means his staff is done. And the issue will be they will resign. Michigan will not take action against them. And that's going to draw a stiffer penalty from the NCAA. So I think that discipline comes after the season. Uh, West Virginia Buckeye. Connor and Corum going to be in the showers at Penn State. That's not even funny, bro. Uh, Cleveland Rocks. Any new updates on Oregon State, Washington State drama? Not really. Nothing changed. Everybody's got a... This is the Pac-2 trying to save itself. The update, it's not really an update. There have been a bunch of court actions, filings. Basically, 
Washington and President Kasse, who are speaking on behalf of the other nine, and collectively they're 10, but this action's happening in the state of Washington. So Washington Athletics and the University of Washington are the ones that are the filer here. They're saying that they are concerned that the remaining two universities are going to act in um, damaging fashion financially and withhold money due to the exiting 10 members of the conference as a punitive or punishment for leaving the conference. And that was a that was a filing that came out. This means nothing. We're four days away from a court date. Yep. Uh, I don't see any way that they settle. I think an initial hearing could move them to settle. But unfortunately for the PAC, too, they're going to have to go it alone. And they're going to have to use a scheduling alliance that we've been telling you for six weeks now is in place with the Mountain West for the 2024 season. And I think the PAC, too, remain a conference. I think that is what it is. Yeah, and I, and I think the path to to – you know, getting back to power five status, which would be eight teams by technicality, by bylaw, uh, is going to be a long one. I mean, I, 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 I don't think that this ends anytime soon. And I think the 10 remaining or the 10 who left are looking to bleed out the two remaining. Yeah. Uh, Adam Rittenberg reporting, according to sources, the Big Ten's decision was pushed a bit later in the week because it requested documents Thursday from the NCAA that required Michigan's approval. These documents took several hours to be brought over. Thanks. I mean, I don't know where you would have heard that from an hour ago. I, I mean, I think it was said. Oh, I, I know where I said that. I, I, this, you know, I think I straight up told you about 20 minutes ago that part of the holdup, because wasn't it Harry Austin? Yes. Harry Austin right here. Uh, Friday afternoon is a sign of weakness from the big 10. Uh, well, actually. They had been liaising with the NCAA and they had been talking to Michigan. I We had heard that this afternoon right before the show started. And talking to our sources, we were told there was a, a vast amount of communications going on. Michigan knew of this suspension when Jim Harbaugh boarded that bus to go to the plane to fly to Happy Valley. They knew this suspension was coming. They knew what it was going to be. Um, I think they were trying to act from a position of strength. And they were trying to basically, there was a three-way communication. They were talking to the NCAA and they were talking to Michigan. And I think that's why it took so long. So, you know, hey, just trying to be me. Yeah, just Monty being Monty. Couple of hacks on YouTube. Like, for instance. Uh, cheesy. <laughs> exactly. $10. This is just the beginning, LOL. Monty, like you said, Michigan keeps throwing stones. That whole state is on a freaking island because there's a storm coming. Dude, you're not even right. I'm Shiva, the god of death. And I think it it goes to show you these conversations. And the and I keep saying they were liaising, uh, meeting, talking to the Big Ten because that's the word that was put to me by sources. They were, they were you know, consulting with the, the Big Ten and the NCAA. Um, we're basically consulting back and forth saying, hey, here's where we are. There's this information because I can tell you our sources told us the NCAA listed the evidence that they are in possession of in this sign stealing scandal. And I think they were just confirming back and forth. I think then when when they had talked to Michigan, I was told Michigan's tone on the phone was far different than it's been publicly on uh, that pre President Ono and and. You know, the the athletic director and 
that Jim, I, I've all, it, it's interesting. I, and I don't mean to undersell the lead. I was also told that Jim Harbaugh's had no communication with Tony Petiti and Jim Harbaugh's had no communication with the NCAA on this. Well, and it's really interesting. Like we haven't heard from Jim in publicly, you know, in that way. Wisely like, so. Like, yeah. And, and I think that Jim is, is, is playing it correctly. I, I, I don't know how, you know, talking or, or, or trying to get in the middle of it helps your case. I, I, you know, Jim, you know, fortunately or unfortunately for him is along for the ride at this point. And honestly, if I'm Jim Harbaugh, I'm trying to figure out what I'm doing next year. Cause again, the other thing that no one talks about uh, in this situation is that guys like Jim Harbaugh in this situation can already forecast. Okay. We know what the NCAA has, right? We know what Tony's got. And this is what's likely to come down. And based on that, I know what my job situation is probably going to be at the end of the year. Jim is obviously privy to his own contract negotiations. He knows where Michigan is on that or is not on that. So that's why I say, like, there's a reason Jim's not talking much here. There's a reason Jim went ahead and shut his mouth after he said that all the reports were not accurate about his contract situation. Which, again, as we pointed out an hour ago, still hasn't been extended like Jim hinted it would be. Man, and I appreciate Jimmy on uh, DMing me. Look at this picture of J.J. McCarthy. See, this is the kind of shit where I'm just like, okay, man, I'm cool. I get it. You've got some bravado here. You like your guy. But when it is so very clear that all of the, the objects of war are pointed at you in your university, are you creating a free Harbaugh shirt? I mean, I'm just asking for a friend, and his name is Blake Quorum, because he won't shut his mouth, and you keep doing stuff like this. <laughs> like, this this is the kind of thing, and, and I know you're going to say, Almonte, oh, you're being too hard on the kids. This is just innocuous. No, he's being a red ass. This is not innocuous. This is the leader of the Michigan football team rocking a free Harbaugh shirt. So just out of curiosity, do you think he knew the suspension was coming before they, because he's walking off of a bus right there. They knew about the suspension this morning. So everybody ripping them. This is dumb. This is the kind of stuff that I just don't understand. But this is right in line with how Jim Harbaugh acts. What do we always see our head coaches say? Ooh. Yes, please. Go ahead. And J.J. McCarthy? I'm looking at his Twitter feed because somebody sent me to it. J.J. McCarthy? What? See, like, you don't have to be a complete asshole. Like, I understand that this is a tough day at Michigan. J.J., I'm just curious. What were you thinking here, dude? Like, what are you What are you thinking? Like, are, this feels like you're just instigating now. And, and uh, listen, I understand this scandal at Michigan and this suspension of Jim Harbaugh is hard for a lot of people to take, but you can't do, you cannot be antagonizing. And I think our kids today, if you're, if you have a, a child that's an athlete, I hope you talk to them about this stuff because when you're, when you're the, the a Heisman trophy candidate quarterback, your coach gets suspended, you put on a free Harbaugh shirt and then you just tweet bet. Just play the football game. Let the football do the talking. Let the football display your character and your ethics. Why are we wearing shirts and tweeting? And again, I'm just going to say, 
how many how many guys are going to get wrecked on social media? You better win that game tomorrow. Oh my god! You better win that game tomorrow, football, man. Football, football is one of those sports, and I'm not trying to get on my high horse, but this really bothers me. Football is one of those sports that on the field and off the field reveals your character because it's a very difficult sport to be elite at. You almost have to have Dane Bramage to be an elite football player. Like I worked with a guy named Kyle Gunther who was maniacal, but the guy was an excellent offensive lineman. He was a center at Utah, a Remington candidate, and the, you're just built a little different. And I've been around a lot of football players, whether it, I can tell you Kurt Morrison, like all the Raider guys, all the 49er guys, Alex Smith, perfect example of this, maniacal mind, and he's just built a little different. It reveals your character and who you are. And it drives me crazy that when we get in these, because the, these are dark days at Michigan. Let's not, the bravado, the lawyer letters, think about the kid in the locker room. This is a difficult day. You're J.J. McCarthy. That's Jim Harbaugh. He's probably somebody you look up to, or I would hope so at least. Certainly. That might be your hero. This is a tough day for J.J. McCarthy, I'm guessing. Get off social media. Don't show me who you are on social media. Show me who you are in Happy Valley tomorrow. Show me who you Oh, man, it drives me crazy. It drives me crazy, man, and I, I try. And speaking of which, a guy who may know a thing or 7,000 about this uh, is our good friend, Alema Harrington, who played football. Alema, talk about, talk about the difficulty of being a very good – you were on some pretty good football teams at BYU. You played. You understand it. Like, what does – when you're in a tough time, and I don't know if you can empathize with Michigan at all, but, but what, what, is it, what does it take to be a, a man of character and play football at a high level? I think that there's such an important conversation to have. And I love what you said moments ago when you're saying, I hope that we're having these conversations with our kids. So I just got that back from Rice Eccles, called two games yesterday, called a game earlier today, now at the, uh, at the arena, getting ready to call the Jazz game here tonight. But one of the things that, that I love about the game of football, and I love this game, I absolutely love it, because it teaches so many important lessons. Sports does in general. I love basketball too, but football is one of those games where you have so many guys, you got 45 to maybe even 100 guys on the team. You got 11 people on the field on your team at any given time. There's so many things that need to be worked in, in, in conjunction with one another, right? You have to be on the same page. And that's not just on the field. I'm talking about off the field, too, to your point with this thing that's going on with the hardball. And one of the things, so kids get to the stadium to be able to play in the, the semis and the championships, right? They get to go there, and it's, it, it is a privilege to be there. The one thing that happens at the stadium that is unique in high school football for our guys is they get there, and all of a sudden there's a sideline camera, and they're on the big screen. And people act a fool on the big screen. And I wish I could just pull everybody aside and say, listen, you're going to the stadium. You're going to be on the big screen. Don't act a fool. Right. But as soon as you get on the big screen, they don't do it in college because it, it, they, they've been there before. But in high school, you start to act a fool. And if, if I could give one piece of advice to the teams that get to the stadium, it's like, hey, you're going to get on the big screen. Don't embarrass your family. Right. <laughs> like, like, don't act a fool. 
act like you've been there before. But it's the same thing. It's just, it's such a big stage and people blow that moment. And once you blow that moment, you don't get it back. So there's a lot of things that happen and and they, they don't happen in a vacuum, right? These are happening in our day and age out on social media and they go viral. So you gotta be able to maintain your integrity, your composure in those moments. And Again, one of the reasons why I love the game of football and such a valuable teaching tool and win, loss or otherwise, there's something to be learned from it. And I was talking with some, you know, Skyridge has been going through some stuff that happened with a player that was ruled ineligible and Pleasant Grove's been out there. They've been protesting. Skyridge has been trying to deal with this internally, certainly you know, they, I think they handled it the right way. They, they self-reported and all of this stuff that's going on. And as I was talking to some of the, the coaches, and, and these are all guys that, that I either played with or have played football before, and we're older. So we look at the situation and we're talking about, man, you know what? This is such a valuable teaching, coaching moment for these kids because this kind of stuff, happens in life all the time and so when something like this happens we try to use it as an opportunity to to coach our kids and to teach our kids and let them know that hey this is one of the beauties uh, of, of of football is you you get experiences that you're going to be able to use later on in life and this is one of the moments in skyridge played great today and i would argue that that problem that they had call it a problem that they had was a galvanizing experience and it brought the team together because they handled it the right way right it made them stronger it made them recognize that in this locker room we got each other's back right no matter what's going on out there and so you know to to the point of what's going on in michigan you know get in the locker room get that leadership committee together and everybody says hey the Wolverines, we got each other's back. And, and we, we're going to do that here in this locker room. Then we're going to go out and we're going to take the football field and we're going to do what we do. And we're going to show them who we are by by the way we play football. Yeah. I, and I would prefer that, that that's how it happens. How important, and, and obviously, I mean, you played at BYU. You like, you've had, you, you have been influenced. We've talked about the influence that your coaches have had on you, but. Think about, because Jim Harbaugh is allowed to coach during the week. He just can't be at the stadium or have contact on game day. How much, How what, like, what is the impact of that on a football player on either side of the football when your head coach is not around on game day, but he's able to prep you during the week? Well, certainly it's great that he's able to prep you on game day, but to, let's be honest, the reality is that he's going to do more coaching on a Saturday than he's ever going to do Monday through Friday. You know, as far as a head coach is concerned, so you, you would certainly want his presence. That's going to be probably the biggest penalty for a coach. I'm sure there's plenty of people that say, well, if you're going to suspend the coach, then suspend the coach, right? And, and that means that you suspend them throughout the week and you suspend them on a Saturday too. I, I always look at, at these penalties that come down and they, they, should be, they should be equal to whatever the violation was. And we want to teach our kids accountability and responsibility and you take ownership, you did something wrong. Okay. Then you pay the price. So, you know, as far as the the penalty is concerned, 
Um, there's going to be plenty of guys that can handle different things that are going to happen on the field on Saturday. Um, but still, to have your head coach, even when I was playing, Lavelle Edwards didn't do any coaching Monday through Friday. And he still delegated a lot on a game day to his assistant coaches. But if it came down, okay, are we going to go for it on fourth down? Are we going to punt the ball? Are we going to go for a field goal? What are we going to do? Like on those big decisions, then your head coach makes those decisions. And that's why he gets paid the big money, right? So to have somebody else who's not making that big check make those decisions, and that, that, that hurts the team. Like that hurts the players because they don't have the guy that is supposed to be that guy making those decisions there. Yeah, and imagine 1984. I think, weren't you a freshman in 1984? I mean, mm -hmm. I, I, can you imagine LaBelle Edwards not being on the sideline for games? Right. I mean, things might have gone a little differently, I think. Absolutely, because he's still making those critical decisions. Uh, and 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 you take a look at this may be some kind of irony. I don't know. Maybe a coincidence. Uh, obviously, the bowl game for us uh, – was the last game of an undefeated season was against Michigan, right? So, um, yeah, having your head coach there is a big deal. Yeah. Absolutely. I agree. Alema Harrington presented by our good friends at TridayTrading.com. TridayTrading.com. I, I got to tell you, Alema, you've been, obviously, for those of you who don't know, Alema's been on our show now for the better part of a year talking about Triday Trading. And now that I'm involved in it, now I'm watching it firsthand, taking part in it firsthand, man, like, it, it it is one of the most challenging but rewarding things being day trading, understanding the system, understanding that tri-day trading pretty much walks you up to the line because they give you this great proprietary software. Mm -hmm. They teach you about all these indicators. I'm not saying it's easy because it's not easy. It is fun. It is challenging. You are going to grow from it. And man, there is an exhilaration factor, Alema, that comes with day trading. No, there absolutely is. And, and that's why I think one of the exciting things is we're all looking for challenges in our life. And, and certainly that's part of this is challenging, learning the system and how, you know, the vocabulary uh, of trading and what that all means. Uh, that That's challenging, but exhilarating because it's, it's live, like it's real. And so you really want to be pre prepared by the time you get into live trading and, and Tri-Day Trading does a great job getting you prepared for that moment when you're actually live and making trades, right? Because you'll do all kinds of dress rehearsals, if you want to call it that. I like to call them scrimmages. Uh, you have opportunity practices. You have opportunities to be able to try it out and to say, oh, man, I didn't do so great. It's like, good thing that was just a scrimmage. And, but there's, there's all kinds of those things happening prior to, okay, the guys at Tri-Day Trading, my coach says, you know what, you're ready for the game. And we put you live in the game because they want you to be ready because you're going to be trading trading using an account that they actually fund. So they, they have an interest in your success. So you're going to trade using an account that they fund, but you're going to keep up to 80% of, of, your, of your profits. So it's, it's an amazing deal, but it is exhilarating. You know, certainly even like – for as a guy that played football growing up, sports scrimmages are exciting. They're still exciting. They're not the game. But it's competitive, still right? It's competitive. It's exciting. It's real. It's live. Like all of that stuff is. It gets your juices flowing. So I'm with you 100. percent 
Yeah, I love it. I, I cannot take it's 10 bucks that's that goes to charity. Triday Trading doesn't put that $10 into their pocket. It's a 30-day trial membership. Mm -hmm. You get, I, I'll tell you, my wife's coach, a guy named Phil, is supportive. Oh, he Phil? listens. That's my guy right there. Yeah, like you know, <laughs> Phil, what what Phil, the coach at Triday Trading, said yeah. to my wife, tell me about your life. How are you going to fit day trading into your life? Mm -hmm. And he's like, okay. Here's what I need you to do. I need you to set an alarm. I need you to have a calendar appointment every day, 6 a.m. Hey, but when you're when you're done with work, you, you've got the Australian markets. And hey, there's no trading on Friday nights. But hey, don't forget, you got to set an alarm for Sunday night. Like talking about how to integrate this into your life so it's easy, it's seamless, and it fits into your routine. Because yeah. if it's a problem or if it's a if it's a pain in the neck, Alema, you and I both know you're not going to do it. Absolutely. It's one of those things. And this is one of the beauties of, of having coaches like we have, uh, like Phil. You know, my coach's name is Jared. I talk about him all the time. But guys that understand you and what works for you. And they're, they're not trying to tell you like, hey, this is going to be no work at all for you. And you're going to come in and you're just going to make money. That's no, not how anything works, right? You're, you're going to have to work at it. And you're going to have to learn the, the vocabulary. You're going to have to learn, you know, all the different things that happen as you're trading and even learn, okay, how did you feel when you were making that trade, right? Or was going through one of the, you know, the dress rehearsals or a scrimmage. How did you feel? Okay. Okay. Can we manage that emotion a little bit? Some breathing exercise. I mean, all of this yes. stuff is stuff that they help you with. And that's going to be valuable as you, as you get live. Because it, once you get live, then then and then it's for real. Alema, I play golf a lot, and it's not the emotions, man. When you when you hit that nine iron, one hundred and seventy five yards, and you were trying to hit it one hundred and forty, yeah, and that frustration, and you watch the fact that the indicator told you to get out, and you were like, "No, nah, I know more than the indicator. I'm going to hang out for that, right." Like it's not yeah. indifferent. Trust me when I yeah. say that. But yes. I love it. Hey, I, I, I want to make sure that we value your time here. I want to ask you about Keontae George. I want to ask you yeah. about the guard rotation for the Utah Jazz. Because if I have another Utah Jazz player saying, this is the worst season ever. These guards, we have a thousand guards. <laughs> what, well, what, are, what, are, what is your feeling on where the Jazz are at right now and where the Jazz are going for the rest of this season, especially when it comes to guys like Keontae George in this guard rotation? Yeah. Well, the beauty of having, you know, that many guards in your rotation is that you can be situational at different times. If Keontae George is not going to be the situational guy against a certain opponent, you might want to go with THT or you might want to go with Sexton or a different direction. Now, I personally, as we have watched Keontae George continue to develop, and we were, what, 10 games into the season, um, this is a kid that's got, uh, you know, a bright future. And the Jazz, in the last game, handed the, the ball to him and said, yeah, it's your time. Uh, it's your opportunity on your 20th birthday. Happy birthday. And you're a guy that we believe in. And if you take a look at his, his stat line, which was fantastic, but not just his stat line, look at the stat line for the other players, right? Jordan Clarkson had his best game of the season. That was the second highest scoring performance from a jazz man this season. It's going to allow Jordan Clarkson to be much better. So if you're looking at all of those different variables that are out there, it gives you some options. There are other things you can do with that many guards. But Keontae George, I believe, is the point guard uh, of the Jazz future. I, I think that that's where we're going here. And I, I think there's plenty of people that have been watching him that may, you know, should feel the same. 
because they yeah. watch them play during summer league. You know, and, they they know what this kid is is capable of. Now, summer league's not always a great in case, uh, indicator, only because they're play you're playing against other guys that are in summer league. But if you watch the way that this guy plays, and Mike Smith does this all the time, we'll break down plays at the end of a game. This kid, Kante George, and he's only been playing point guard for two seasons, right? He played his senior year of high school, one year at Baylor, and now the Utah Jazz. He makes some passes in in you know in games that you watch and you're just like, oh my gosh, did he just make that pass? Like he is a great facilitator and he can score, but he's a great facilitator. And I think that that's what the Jazz are looking for right now. Okay, so the last question I have for you, do you like the in-season tournament floors? I actually like the in-season tournament, even though I think they've done a poor job explaining exactly how this is working and what's different from this game to others. But do you like, like I'm as a Chicago Bulls fan, and yes, my license plate says flu game, and everybody asked me about it, and I am unashamed. But I love the Chicago Bulls. Our floor is all red, and the Jazz have, obviously it's purple. Like, do you like the floors for the in-season tournament? I, You know what I love about it? It's something different. I'm tuning into games just because I want to see what their floor looks like. Now, they're all the same, but the, the colors are so bright. They're just in your face. And we'll get a chance to see Memphis's floor here tonight. We'll get a chance to see ours for a couple of games, obviously, as we take on the Suns and then the, the Blazers. So I love the floors. I love all the different things that, that we've got going on right now with the, the in-season tournament, including a chance to win that trophy. They're telling me I got to get to pre-production here. Go for it, man. So I got to jump. Enjoy, enjoy the Jazz win. TridayTrading.com, Alema okay. Harrington. Good to see you, my friend. All right, guys. Thank you. There you go. Alema Harrington. I told you I was going to talk his ear off because it's it's difficult not to talk his ear off. But uh, Alema's great. TridayTrading.com. All right, let's announce the winner, Jake, uh, because we told you here at 3.30 Pacific and 6.30 Eastern, uh, we're going to give away a pair of tickets. We had a bunch of people. I saw everybody coming in late. Uh, entering to uh, win the TridayTrading.com uh, $10 30-day membership. We're giving away a pair of tickets to any regular season game you want to go to, and the winner is... The winner is Tommy on hey, Twitter. Tommy! Uh, Tommy! 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 yesterday. You're a, uh, I believe, a Buckeye fan. Um, congratulations. DM us. Yeah, Tommy, appreciate you very much, and... Listen, we we really appreciate that you guys um, that you guys really support the show by supporting our our partners. And TridayTrading.com is one of our best partners. Tommy, congratulations! You're going to any you're going to any game that you want to go to. You get two tickets. Jake's going to reply to you on Twitter uh, to tell you you won, but you get two tickets to any game you you want to go to. Now, are you asking? Well, oh man, I wanted to win. Okay, well let's tell you how you can win right now. Uh, this time it was Triday Trading. Now it is BuckedUp.com. Bucked Up Energy, the official energy provider of the Monty Show. All you have to do is show me that you bought Bucked Up. If you want to go to BuckedUp.com, use the promo code Monty, you get 20% off. Go into your local HEB if you're in Texas. Go into Maverick in Utah. Any of your local convenience stores. Buy a can of Bucked Up Energy. Hit me on Twitter or Instagram, the Monty Show, M-O-N-T-Y, the Monty Show. Show me that you did that. We'll enter you to win. This pair of tickets, we're going to give you all weekend, same time, 3.30 Pacific, 6.30 Eastern, Tuesday. We will give you a pair of tickets Tuesday at 6 Eastern right here 
Until then, hey, go get some bucked up. Go to buckedup.com. Uh, get a case of buckshot. Um, get a bucked up energy drink. Get your six-point creatine. Whatever it is you're into, bucked up. Show me that you you spent money on bucked up. We're going to give you two tickets uh, to any game you want to go to in the regular season. College football, NFL, the NBA, you name it. We're going to put you in the building. Two tickets to your favorite team. All you have to do is go shop at buckedup.com. Go into HEB. Go into Maverick. Go into your convenience stores. Hook it up. Bucked up the official energy drink of the Monty show. Uh, AAR. Mr. Day Trader works on straight commission. Well, there you go. There right. you go. Uh, Gumby Fresh Out. Tickets to Augusta. Notice that we said uh, game, not tournament. You know. Uh, stupefied. Yeah, Brett. Arizona here. Any chance you could find a way to loan us $240 million? <laughs> Hey, um... Hey, Brad, your Mark. How you doing? Bobby Robbins down here in Tuxton. Hello. We're not available now. Oh. Please leave your name and phone number. That's after weird. The I wonder why. Why isn't he answering my call? <laughs> no, I guess not. Hey, uh, Brad, Bobby Robbins wanted to leave you a message to let you know uh, we're completely screwed down here in Tuxton, Arizona. Uh, somehow, some way. Uh, and I He's think going to crisis lockdown mode here at the house. Yeah, you know, I think I left it uh, on a countertop at uh, the Habit. But uh, seemed to have misplaced two hundred forty million. Fat. Can you float me alone? Maybe a HELOC on the athletic department. <coughs> uh, <coughs> give me a ring. One eight hundred. No money, man. One eight hundred. We're effed. <laughs> Jesse. Jesse. I, I think you DM'd me. I saw you guys. I've gotten a million and one DMs. Yeah, because you're kind of a big deal. You're money. Oh. Uh, let's see. DM. Yeah, there's Jesse. Jesse sent me a Jesse. couple. Of, oh, Connor Stout. Yeah, there you go. Uh, two of the best leaders have. Oh boy. Oh my. Oh dear. Uh, Connor Stallions tweeting about JJ McCarthy. Why are you tweeting? Help me. When was this? This Dude. was 2021. Oh, and then the Aiden Hutchinson tweet that I've seen a thousand times. Um, and Aiden Hutchinson talking. Yeah. A Aiden Hutchinson's one of the, I like him as a player. Obviously, I think Aiden Hutchinson's a wonderful player. Not a big Aiden Hutchinson guy. He's a fantastic player. but Great he's, player. Not a great dude. He seems like kind of not so smart. Um, it's, it, he defended Michigan. Um, here is Connor Stallions tweeting at Aiden Hutchinson, uh, which is fine. But then you understand, and, and this is why it's hard to argue that there is, uh, you know, plausible deniability. We didn't know him. He was just at arm's length. Two of the best leaders I've ever been around, uh, Cade Mack 12 and JJ McCarthy, uh, are the heartbeat of this team. And it, hey man, listen, I think it is, I think it's admirable that Connor Stallions was so close to his team. Yeah. And a little bit of an interesting update out of uh, Matt Fortuna via Adam Rittenberg. So you guys remember that uh, Ward Manuel, Michigan's AD, in his response to Tony Petiti, they sent a letter and everything was like, oh, Ohio State provided signals, and they're doing the same thing that we're doing. 
Yeah, we're getting some clarity on what Ohio State had as part of the letter that Ward Manuel sent. Yeah, it uh, it turns out Ohio State scheming had nothing to do with sending advanced scouts. Nothing to do with sending the Buckeyes version of Connor Stallions to other people's stadiums. Yeah, this isn't even close. Yeah, they they stole Michigan signs through television footage they were provided. So if you see here on the screen, you see in the red letters, these are these are names of plays of the signals right off the TV broadcast, which is totally legal, Michigan TV guy. TV broadcast, scoreboard. Totally legal. And again, I just continue to tell you guys this. Because if you look at dribble in the the top row right side, these are these are close-ups. They're taken out of larger videos. This is not an ISO camera, or this is you. It, this is not close. This is, and those of us that and I'm not trying to tell Monty's just telling us what a big deal is. All I'm telling you guys is this is not nearly the same thing as having somebody sit in the seats and videotape a sideline the entire game. Nice try. Yeah. Matt Fortuna. I, I don't I don't hate it. Jim Harbaugh suspended three game days for Michigan football sign stealing operation. I think it is incredibly, and I've been texting with a couple of people as well. Uh, I think it is incredibly unlikely. It's incredibly unlikely that Michigan ever takes this to court. Because again, um it is. It is very difficult if you are Michigan to argue in front of a judge that you are being wronged or you are the wronged party here. And the reason is there's an avalanche of evidence and all of your evidence, much as to what Jake is talking about. Well, they did this. And what about those guys over there and these guys over here? And the well, yeah, what about what? But what about your football analyst on the sideline at Central Michigan NCAA violation? Uh, what about the fact that your Venmo account, ticket account, Employ like football interns, travel um, plan, budgets. Um, the evidence is overwhelming, so it's going to be it's going to be difficult to say. Well, you know, here at Michigan, we're the aggrieved party. I don't think this ever goes to court. No way. And I think there's a lot of bloviating that's going to happen here. I really do. Uh, Mike Smith, I I will Judy chop you. Oh. Okay. 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 Uh, Shaner, please keep the Zona news coming. Love this show, dude. So if you don't know what Shaner's talking about, thanks for the tip, Shaner. Uh, Arizona uh, President Bobby Robbins told the Arizona Board of Regents, I believe it was November 2nd, last Thursday in their meeting, that they made a $240 million accounting error. You know. And... It was a revelation. The new news yesterday night into this morning was Bobby Robbins has admitted they were using cash on hand to fund athletics at Arizona because they are not revenue generating in athletics currently at Arizona and Tucson. And the issue is, is that Bobby told his staff the Board of Regents, and all of his coaches that draconian measures are going to be employed to save the University of Arizona. And the Board of Regents is pissed that daily cash, cash on hand is for the University of Arizona, 
hey, uh, you know, uh, the uh, floor polisher broke uh, over there at Dickhead Hall. Uh, we need a new one. Okay, cash on hand. Like that's, you're running your business, but you're not taking cash on hand and making payroll. You're not taking cash on hand and building a building with it. Unless you're Arizona and you were. They used cash on hand to run the athletic department. And it looks like the accounting people at Arizona made a huge mistake. We hope that's what happened. And now they're talking about cutting between six and eight uh, sports out of the out of the program at Arizona Athletics. Here's the game plan. Can you imagine? You're cutting six or eight sports. It's unreal. It is unbelievable. It's sad. It should never have happened. Uh, all right, let's get your comments, you guys. We've talked a lot. I get it. I want to hear from you. Uh, Jesse uh, Davins, I hope Ohio State wins. We will never hear the end of it if we lose. Ryan Day will be dead to me. <laughs> Jesse also says the Arizona story uh, is sad. It is Marley. Whoa. Uh, Spangler. What's up, Spangler? Sad, dude. Ban Michigan, ban Arizona. Uh, real quick. Can we stop talking about fire Jim Harbaugh and ban him for three years? It's not what the Big Ten has the scope to do. That's the NCAA, and I don't think they're going to ban anybody for years. I, I don't see that happening. Uh, Uncle Filthy, that's a lot of avocado toast in Arizona. It yes, really it is. is. Yes, it is. Mike Smith, Bobby Robbins watched Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead movie to use petty cash. Bro. <coughs> like, it, it's wild to me that the money that runs your institution, your facilities on a daily basis was being used to pay for all manner of things in the in the athletic department. Yeah, and I wonder if we ever know what exactly the accounting issue or mistake was. I, I, I mean, I, it seems, I mean, rather, you know, farcical that you could make an accounting mistake of this magnitude. I, I mean, we're not talking about just like overpaying someone. You know, it's not like, oh yeah, we accidentally hit zero on the calculator one too many times and we paid someone... 10 grand instead of a thousand. That's hmm. not what happened. I mean, you're talking about a, a systematic failure in operation in your accounting department that had you spending money for something, had you spending money over here that was supposed to be spent over there. I don't know how that happens. And, and we had this discussion yesterday on the show and I still think it's a very relevant conversation. If you're the, if you're the board of regents in Arizona and you're the president at the university how are like, what is the the thought on Bobby Robbins job status? Because on one hand, I'm with you. Like I could see, hey, we need to we need to let you go. You need to resign. But on another hand, I'm sitting here saying, well, dude, if you bring someone new in, that's a fresh set of eyes. That's got to get antiquated to all the systems as they were and try to understand how this could have happened when Bobby already knows and probably could get this fixed sooner rather than later. And so I don't know what's the better of the two because it's obviously a fireable mistake. But Bobby has been outstanding up until this point. And so a big part of me is like, yeah, this is a huge mistake. How are you going to fix it? Very interesting. A lot of people are are messaging me. There is some belief. Um, Jerry Hendrickson sends me a DM. Um, that says a uh, an injunction 
um, that sa- that says an injunction has been filed, although it it's not being widely reported. Uh, the NCAA has released a statement. Um, thank you, Karen, who sent Karen the Buckeye. Karen, Karen's a Buckeye fan. Uh, the NCAA takes competition integrity seriously. And when the association has reason to raise time-sensitive issues with schools and leagues concerning competitive integrity, it has and will continue to do so. The NCAA received consent from the school before sharing the information referenced in the document. NCAA investigative and infractions process will continue in this matter. So again, something we reported. I told you last night and today, Michigan and the NCAA have been have been speaking, confabbing on this situation. The NCAA just confirmed that. Um, it is it is very interesting that they are releasing this statement. Um, the conference takes exception to the university. The Big Ten released a statement. The university's uh, suggestion in its response that any determination in this matter is based on prejudgment and bias. The conference does not play favorites among its members, nor does it take actions towards its members based on prejudgment or bias. Failing to act under the extraordinary circumstances here could lead the conference members reasonably to conclude that the conference has chosen to favor the University of Michigan over all other members. He perfectly said. The Big Ten's not fucking around. Like This is something that I think is, this is a very dangerous time. Um, This is a very dangerous time. And I think the Big Ten's played this perfectly even with that statement, right? Like, hey, we can't we can't be seen, Michigan, to be favoring anybody. And so by not punishing you and by letting the process play out, it would look like we're favoring you, which we're not. It's well said. And I'm just reading... Um, th- there's a very interesting... Like, there's a large document circulating, and I think it's Dennis Dodd, The Big Ten states it has no info Harbaugh knew, but is punishing him with this suspension. And I think it's very interesting that I, you know, they're talking about in 2023 game schedules of the university's scheduled football opponents, color coding, and they're breaking down in this document that I'm reading, um, color coding to reflect past games actually attended by assigned individuals and future games for which individual assignments were still needed. Uh, The NCAA presented and discussed what it called a master spreadsheet that the NCAA had received during its investigation. It included very large amounts of detailed information regarding the impermissible scheme including and without limitations, a large and detailed chart listing the name of various individuals assigned to attend past and future football games involving the University of Michigan scheduled opponents. Uh, Notations showing whether in-person attendance at non-conference games was necessary depending on different win-loss scenarios. The name of individuals assigned to certain cities and locations, monetary amounts associated with certain design games, Separate worksheet within the master spreadsheet showed narrative translations of signals that corresponded to specific team formations and plays. 
this goes with something that we reported first in, I think it was about a month ago, we told you that our sources had indicated that essentially what was happening was Connor Stallions was allegedly providing people with tickets and cash to go and attend these games, to which the video that they recorded at the games was sent to a, uploaded to a cloud. What we had told you was Connor Stallions was taking that video and breaking down signals that were being entered into the game and putting them on a chart based on time. Then he would clip the video of that time. So, hey, at seven minutes of the first quarter, he was hitting his head, and then he was pumping his fist up and down. On that particular play, they ran it left. Uh, at the 14-minute mark of the third quarter, same signal, same play. They ran it left through the C-gap, blocked in a zone scheme. That's what this is referring to. So I, I, you're getting a picture now of how elaborate this scheme was. Man. And the they, the NCAA's got them, dude. That's why I said if there is, a, if there is an injunction filed, I have not seen a credible news source, and I have not been told by anybody an injunction was filed. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I know that the, but again, and Damian Fowler, I love you. Damian Fowler sends me message board posts. Hey, Michigan filed an injunction. I, it's Damian, It's a Michigan message board. Like, burn it to the ground. Like, and and Jerry also sends me these screenshots from Ohio State boards. Like, that's not like a credible source you got. No, it's not. It, it, that's not credible. The hard part here is, and I, I think the amateur lawyers in the world will tell you this, it's really difficult to win an injunction when all the evidence is against you. And there is a mountain of evidence if this spreadsheet from Dennis Dodd on his Twitter is correct, Michigan's not winning an injunction. That's not happening. And if you're filing an injunction on the concept that the NC or uh, that that the Big Ten is suspending <clears throat> Jim after they said they have no evidence Jim knew, then you don't understand what's going on here. You truly are lost. Like. If, if you think that that's going to win you an injunction or that's a credible angle to argue from, you, you like, I, I, I don't know what the strategy is. Ooh, um, wow. A uh, source of mine is telling me that the 5-7 model has been approved by all conference commissioners. Oh, wow. So the College Football Playoff Committee met yesterday. Uh, boy, this, this, is the, this is the day that just keeps on giving. Uh, the college football playoff committee met yesterday and they have approved a, a well, and I don't want to say the committee has, the subcommittees have approved a five automatic qualifier model. So the PAC 12 is dead as far as an automatic qualifier goes. And essentially what they're saying is there's no clarity on where the Pac-12 is going to be, so we're not giving them an automatic qualifier. So you're going to have the four P4s, which would be the Big Ten, the Big 12, the ACC, and the SEC. Their conference champion gets an automatic qualifier to the college football playoff, a 12-team format. The top-ranked 
G5 conference champion gets an automatic qualifier. That's five. There will then be seven at-large bids. According to my sources, a 5-7 is, is, has been approved in subcommittee. So that's a big deal. Yes, it is. That is a big, big deal. That is a that is a game changer uh, if there ever was one. And my God, if there it, has there ever been a day of, of foundational changing news in college football that that outside of realignment that today is offered? I don't think so. I mean, this is unbelievable. It's a big deal. The between the punishments and now, I I think the five seven model is the only way that you can go. I think it's the the absolute only way that you can go. Uh, all right, let's get your comments in here. Uh, one fast five GP file an injunction. How courts are closed? Well, let's say when they reopen on Monday, you file an injunction or you get an emergency signature from a judge or which I don't think they're going to do. This does not require an emergency signature. And it'd be tough to argue that uh, with a judge, Hey, this requires an emergency. Um, and if you file it Monday, I mean, they're trying to save the Ohio state game. That's what they're trying to say. Yes, That's what, they are. Ohio State is the real threat. Because if you lose to Ohio State, and it really, if you if you have a uh, you trip and fall at, at uh, you know the Fighting Sanduskies, and maybe Maryland gives you a run, I doubt it. I don't think Ohio State's losing because let's not forget they're in the same division. Both of them are not going to the Big Ten championship. No, they are not. So. Uh, Johnny Gonzalez, before Connor Stallion started working at Michigan, he knew all the timestamps of all R-rated movies. I believe he did. And I believe he was the one who invented soaking and earthquaking with R-rated movies. I'm for real. Could be wrong. Conundrum. What's up, Conundrum? Connor Stallion's game money came from vacuum repairs. That That's right. That must be it. That's right, dude. That's absolutely correct. Science stealer guy. You know. You know. Um... Uh, Glenn, San Diego State Aztec. Wait for Michigan to blame Stifler's mom, i.e. no accountability. Stifler's mom. Do you know who Stifler is? Yes, American Pie. Thank you. Uh, C. Nagio, C, your name is C. The punishment was light. I hope that's just the start. What about the postseason? That is not in the purview of the Big Ten. And I'm glad that they didn't try to overreach. I think it was. I think it was very calculated. And again, our sources are telling us, and now... I would remind you, this show's been on the air for two hours. We reported two hours ago now. Michigan and the NCAA had long, often conversations about this process. And now we know they shared they shared information. The NCAA told Michigan they were sharing information with, with the Big Ten. Do you guys understand that Michigan knew what was happening the entire time? The outrage... The, oh my God, the late hour, it wasn't a late hour. They knew what was happening. And all the people who were speculating that, you know, when the suspension came down that Michigan was on the plane, they already knew they were getting suspended. They knew. Jim knew. Obviously, J.J. McCarthy knew. Thus, the save Harbaugh or free Harbaugh shirt. Yeah, I mean, they, they knew. And so, I'm not here for, you know the Juwan Howards of the world tweeting, you know, everybody Michigan against the world and free Harbaugh. Like, dude, get the hell out of here, man. Like if you're really rolling out free Harbaugh right now, you are just, you're turning a blind eye to the entire situation. Yep. Uh, let's see. Big blue horses. This drops off the front page. Uh, if Penn state wins, no, it will not. 
No, I think it gets worse. It, I the, think it gets immediately worse. once you lose and you're out of the running for the college football playoff, I think the NCAA is coming for you. Uh, and I think now you're a victim at Michigan. Oh, we're a victim. They there was a witch hunt. They didn't want us to succeed. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Free Harbaugh, they please, didn't want us to please, please. <laughs> You sided with Paterno. Stop crying like a little girl. <clears throat> Hamlet? Probably more Shakespeare. You're welcome. Uh, Kaufman, is it just me or are they freezing? Are we freezing? No. Oh, don't tell us that. Uh, Jeremy uh, Callahan, Injunction Junction, what's your function? Ah, Saturday morning TV. The more you know. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. <laughs> the more you know. Oh, my God. Uh, stoops, stupefied. That's incredibly unfortunate for those Arizona kids, isn't it? It though? really is. And you're entering the Big 12, and now you're going to get decimated I, in the transfer I, portal. Yeah, two words, transfer portal. Yeah, we'll see you. Hey, don't forget uh, buckedup.com, the official energy provider of the Monty Show. You guys want to go to any game of your choice, any regular season game, NBA, college football, what's left? I'm giving them away on Tuesday. Any game of your choice, hook it up right now, buckedup.com. Uh, go into our biggest markets right now are Dallas, Houston, Los Angeles, Phoenix, Las Vegas. Go into any convenience store. Find yourself a can of bucked up energy. Shoot me a photo. Tag us on Twitter, The Monty Show. M-O-N-T-Y, The Monty Show. S-L-C, Jake. Tag us on Twitter. Put the, the photo on Twitter. Tag us. You're entered to win a pair of tickets. Tuesday, 6 o'clock Eastern, right here on The Monty Show. We'll give it away. All you have to do, you can go to buckedup.com. Use the promo code Monty uh, to save 20% off at checkout. Get yourself some six-point creatine. The best pre-workouts in the world, buckedup.com. Their pre-workouts are quite literally award-winning uh, pre-workouts. The Cavender Twins just released an energy drink with Bucked Up. Uh, Callum Von Moger, the world-famous bodybuilder right Uncle here. Uh, his his pre-workout is there. Whatever you guys need, hook it up. Send us a screen grab that you made a purchase at buckedup.com. You're entered to win two tickets to any game you want to go to. All you have to do is hit me on Twitter and Instagram, The Monty Show or Instagram. Uh, the Monty Show, M-O-N-T-Y, The Monty Show. We'll hook it up for you. All right, let's go 15 more minutes tonight, and then we'll uh, we'll be back on with you Monday. Let's get your comments. I want to spend the next 15 minutes giving you guys a chance to air out the 5-7 model. Sources are telling us the 5-7 model has been approved in committees at the college football playoff, um, and that it is now exceedingly likely that the college football playoff will be 5-7, and somebody just said Ross Dellinger tweeted about it. Uh, let's see. Did Ross Dellinger, here's a Ross Dellinger. Whoop. Uh, okay. Okay. Um, Ross Dellinger college football playoff leaders are moving closer to adjusting the 12 team playoff format. Commissioners have a recommended to presidents that the expanding college football playoff be a five, seven. Nine. Pimps going pimp. Do you want to? Do you just want to retire right now, dude? It's been like, a good I week mean, of sourcing for us. I mean, you know. Thank you, Ross Dellinger. Appreciate you, because you know we have no nobody thinks we're worth a damn. Uh, Jeremy Callahan, why don't they just make it a five highest ranked conference champions and shit can the P four G five distinction? <coughs> <coughs> 
Because I don't necessarily believe that if you win the Big 12 that you'll, I mean, potentially, what if a conference has a an off year and you're not in the top 12 teams or, I mean, there's any number of scenarios. There's no reason to do that. You, yeah. you want the most scenarios possible. Yeah, and you want to reward your, your, your revenue-generating bodies, which is the Pac-12, the Big 12. Well, I lied. The Big 12, the Big 10. <laughs> Can't say the Pac-12 no more. Uh, but, but again, if you're an Oregon state and a Washington state fan, hello, get in bed with the, Yellow get in bed with the road, mountain West, and, and with the mountain West. That's what this is. 1939. How are you? All seven at large bids should be sec teams. Never don't say such foolishness The Todd father. That's 100% what it should be. Hopefully they hold to that. I agree. Conundrum power four, three sec, three big 10, one between the ACC and the big 12. Why would you do that? Jack Harrington ripped the Pac-12. Seriously, it's over. It's Pac over there. 10. And I think the Pac-2 have been so hopeful that they were just going to hold a spot there. But what have we been telling you for six weeks? Yes. If we got to this point and there was no settlement and they went to court, they were dead in the water. You're this, so fucked. This has now cost the Pac-2 money. And it's going to continue to cost them a lot yes, it of will. money. Uh, Jack says JMU automatic qualifier. That's one of the dumbest rules ever. Why are why is JMU not eligible? Uh, go black. Exit out, Monty. What do you mean? Yeah. What does that mean? I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, BYU is P4. Interesting turn, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. Mike Smith. Urban wanted to hire Connor to be his official field goal kicker. Yeah, I kicker. don't know who. I don't know who Urban is. So yeah, who's Urban? Yeah, who's Urban, dude? Oh, it's I, an urban myth that he was a field goal. That's what he meant. Urban myth. Oh, you meant Pervin. Oh, Pervin Liar. Oh, dude. The Fighting Tebos. God, you just got to get your name right, man. <laughs> you're you're a jerk. It is what uh, it is. <laughs> Jeremy Callahan, maybe Judge Dredd will give them a SIG. Could be. <laughs> um, oh, I clogged my right ear with that. Uh, Spangler. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell me I'm not sexy, friends. Harbaugh should just go with the team on Saturday and see what happens. Well, you know what they say. The more you F around, the more you find out. Yeah. And Michigan uh, found out today. Axe Kaz for $5. Why wouldn't the Washington government allow one public university to bleed another public university dry? Could also apply to Oregon State, uh, Oregon, Oregon State. Yeah, um, they tried to have resolutions and agreements, and it didn't work in Arizona. It doesn't work in Oregon. It doesn't work in Washington. Because there's a lot of egos involved. Whatever. Uh, big shout out to our guy, Aaron Wilson. <laughs> Gifted Amante Show membership. Appreciate you guys. Hey, have you hit the like button yet? Yeah, do it. We're at 7,000 or 8,000 views today, and we've only got 248 likes. But we've got 6,000 comments because Pimp's going Pimp. Appreciate you guys. Uh, Dank Climbs. I want JJ's mom. I want it. What are you, Zach Wilson? Jesus, relax, relax. Uh, no, no, no. Derek Roche, Washington on upset alert. Yeah, really. Washington or Utah? Because I think this is one of those games. Washington, bro. I know it's. But when's the last time Utah's defense was was plus eight and a half? Never. Yeah, like, but come on now. This isn't about their defense, dude. It's you don't about think their offense. You Their don't think what, you don't incapable. think no chance there's an upset. No chance. Nope. No chance. No chance. I don't buy it. Okay. I don't buy it. I just don't think they have the tools on offense to compete. Okay. 
Okay. I mean, I I don't think Utah's getting blown out of that game. And I think Michael Penix is going to be sore on Sunday morning. Mike Smith, uh, you got your problems. I got my eyes wide. You got, okay. You mountain mama. Uh, <laughs> Jeremy Gallon, hash pipe, crack pipe, whatever it takes. You know, whatever it takes, 50 watt, 25 watt, whatever it takes. You know, Johnny Gonzalez. Michigan not only knew the entire time they stole the signs from uh, Petiti's office. So like the door signs that said commissioner, <coughs> Tony Petiti, <coughs> Big Ten. All the signs right out the door. You know. Um, David. Uh, David Moose. Hello, David. I wonder if any other Big Ten schools might accidentally leak some of the evidence against Michigan. Oh, they 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 don't even accidentally. They've already given it. The every school in the Big Ten not named Michigan provided video evidence surveillance from their stadiums. Um, I think the this Blake Corum thing is a big deal, and I'm curious how into it the NCAA is. Well, I don't think they have a choice. I think they have to be into it. They have to at a minimum understand what exactly happened there. Jack said the free Harbaugh shirt was from the first suspension uh, this season. Yeah, but he wore it to, I, I, oh no, S September 2nd. You guys are right. My bad. My bad. Do we see more free Harbaugh's? This is what I don't understand out of JJ McCarthy. Like what is, what do you, what do you think he means by bet? No, he, what that means is, okay, you want to do this to our coach? Watch what we do. That's what that means, 100%. You can bet on it. Yeah. Okay. I think it's incredibly stupid. Get off of social media. You damn well better win that game. And I don't want any I don't want any 224 interception barely scraped it out type performances. Yeah, show me your show me stop telling me that you're getting disrespected in the Heisman race and start showing me you belong there. Yeah, I I want to see, you know, 400 yards, five touchdowns, light it up type stuff. Man, you guys on these you guys on these DMs are unbelievable. Everybody likes a good message board oh, thread. Oh, look at Derek Roche signing up for TridayTrading.com. Let's go, baby. Let's go, D. Let's go. Love that. Absolutely love that, dude. Derek, you're gonna love it. I, I, I will. I will say. I love. I like the stock. I think you guys know this. I'm a big stock market guy. Mm -hmm. Like I am a, I am somebody that I am a pretty active on the market. Um, I have my E-Trade account that I look at 17 times a day. Uh, I want to see how Elon is bending me over without even a thank you. I'm sorry. Did you just say you want to see how Elon's bending you over? Yeah. But yeah, focus on Neuralink instead of your electric car business, you jerk. The CAC. I have a pretty significant position. Uh, but I love it. I'm heavy on Amazon. Amazon a big today, $3.56 today. Like I'm into it. So the day trading thing always appealed to me. But now that I'm seeing it right in front of my eyes, it, it the golf analogy is absolutely correct. You know, when you're playing golf and you're like, like we are tomorrow, you know, mm. I, I, all weekend, I have a 60 degree. I'm about, yeah, this is probably 35 feet off the green. I'm going to hit a 60 degree. And you hit that 60 degree. And it goes in the, it one bounces right in the hole. And you're like, yeah. When you see that trade climbing and you're watching your money just grow. Bing, 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 yes! Or you take that 60 degree and you put that mother like 30 yards over the green. That's what fucking takes me the fuck off. 
You watch your trade because go, it's garbage. I know more than the algorithm. Look at it going. Uh oh. Same feeling. This is a code ten abort. Do you, you ever throw a golf club? Oh, I haven't. Well, I would. You, you want to? No, maybe a thousand times. What's wrong with you? It's that it is so exhilarating, and that you can experience it for free because they're giving you a thirty-day trial membership for a ten-dollar charitable donation. You get their program for 30 days and you're trading just like that. I'm telling you, man, if you haven't, you should. All right. A couple more, uh, Tim Eddington. Hey, Tim, uh, that's that white gummy bear bucked up is so good. Oh my God. I, at the cherry candy bucked up you guys, holy jamokes. I'm for real. I'm telling you right now. It is so good. Yes. Uh, real world gaming nation. You're not freezing. Uh, Jack Harrington, you're not freezing. Yeah, we're not frozen, Kaufman, so get your ass out of here. Uh, Thank you. Uh, So don't even think about messing with me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Don't forget, um, if you want two tickets to any game you want to go to in your town, wherever you are, I'll give them to you on Tuesday at 6 Eastern. All you have to do is interact with Bucked Up. Buy some energy drinks. Shoot me a picture of it. Put a picture in our members-only Instagram chat. Oh, that's right. You have to hit the join button. It's $10 a month. That group is phenomenal. Can't wait to talk NBA tonight uh, in the members-only group. Uh, put it on Twitter. Put it on Instagram. Just show me you bought a can of Bucked Up Energy. Show me you bought some creatine, whey protein. They're collagen peptides pimp, dude. My wife loves their greens. They have green powder you put in your shakes. Amazing. That's all you got to do. And then Tuesday, we'll announce one winner for uh, two tickets in any game you want to go to. Uh, Marley Nugs. Okay. Uh, Ohio State getting smacked in two weeks. Could be. <laughs> Could be. JoJo Boyd. Connor is Harbaugh's glory hole. Wow. That's only in the truck stop conference, though, right? Um, <laughs> Scott, Harbaugh is freeing himself to the NFL, to which Marley Nugs says, you watch your mouth, Scott. I love it. Go, go Tigers. Go Black 45. Is free Harbaugh something you can get in Mexico? I've heard that. I've I, Like Tijuana specifically, but over the bridge, turn right. Where There's the... this little town called Juarez. I don't know if you've heard of it. Stay away from the potato sacks. They, um, you, you know, it, it's not good. It, you know, stupefied. Sounds like good parenting. Probably not. Tim Eddington. So, eight SEC teams in the playoffs. Got it. <laughs> right? Pretty much. Um, uh, Uncle Filthy. Ross did tweet. He said it was suggested. I like it. Uh, to Todd, Father, I absolutely love this format. It's exactly what it should be, the 5-7. Yes. It's the 5-7, exactly right. I agree with that. And let's see. Who's got a um, to Todd, Father? Mrs. Monty likes the roughage greens, dude. I am on a, so you guys may know that I've lost a bunch of inches. Okay, that came out wrong. Um, You guys may know that I've (laughs) lost a bunch of weight and I've really thinned up. I'm telling you, whole oats. I have a cup of oats every single day with blueberries. Ain't no doubt about it. Uh, You do not want, dude, the exhaust, do not walk behind me. And I will admit, Jake sits right next to the door by our office. I intentionally hold it in until I'm walking out the door so I can cross dust him. It's happened. I'm not even trying to deny it. What the hell is wrong with you? Uh, Nothing. What do you mean? 
as ridiculous. Be it's Douglas. really despicable. Yes, please send in they lawyers because we want to see the discovery. What was in the drive access access by Weiss and the other coaches? What were Weiss's computer crimes exactly? That's what I'm saying, man. You, Michigan wants nothing to do with Michigan wants nothing to do with discovery. Nothing. And I again, Michigan message boards and the Michigan honks are all saying that they filed a an injunction. Mm -hmm. Nobody has reported that. Nobody of note has reported that. Um, so I, I'm interested to see. Tom Brady is that can't be right. Chug sent me a is this the official Tom Brady? It is. Tom Brady, uh, um Tommy. Now, you may know that Tommy is a Michigan man. And Tommy. Um, hey, what are you doing? What the hell is he doing? Apparently, now this is, I'm just assuming, Tommy apparently follows J.J. McCarthy. Uh. Because Tommy uh, doubled down. See what I did there? <laughs> they doubled down. Uh, doubled down his bet with J.J.'s bet. Okay. Can you imagine if Michigan loses at Penn State tomorrow? Oh, dude, the the, the garbage that's going to be talked is oh my truly God. incredible. Oh, my God. Truly. You guys, Tommy has spoken. Tommy has spoken. Uh, I want you to know we've heard you, too. Thank you. Love you guys. Thanks for interacting with the show. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram, The Monty Show, M-O-N-T-Y, The Monty Show. Uh, the great virgin over there is SLC Jake. Ladies, he is single. And he's a terrible golfer. Um, he's not single and he's not a virgin, but just act like he is. Anyways. And I'm actually a good golfer. Hook him up with your sister. Uh, SLC Jake on Twitter and Instagram. Thanks for being here, you guys. We couldn't do this without you. Buckedup.com. Show me that you bought some bucked up. I'll send you to a game of your choice. I'll give you two tickets to any one you want. That'll be Tuesday at 6. I don't remember the guy who won, but congratulations. Tommy. Tommy, Tommy won. Hey, Tom Brady won our first prize. Good Bet. luck. Say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake. <laughs>